I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hello and welcome to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I am Francesca Ramber, your host who, do you know what I was planning to say, is sitting in her brand new dream home. Um, but I'm not, I'm actually sitting on my nan's deathbed, which may sound very odd, but it was one of the warmest rooms in my mum's house. I'm at my mum's recording because I've got no Wi-Fi still. And um, I thought it'd be really weird having a deathbed. Like I thought you'd want to instantly get rid of a bed that somebody had died in. But it turns out it actually makes me feel very close to her. So yeah, I'm not recording from my dream house. <laughs> I'm recording from a deathbed. But anyway, I'm here nonetheless. This week, I want to talk about something that has been probably the most requested episode 
ever of all time. Um, and that is, you guys want to know all about moving house, moving in, new gaff rituals, basically, how to leave your old home and leave the trauma there, but take the good luck with you and make your new home abundant, blessed, a fucking vibey place to be. So if you are following me on Instagram, if you're not following me, what are you doing with your life? I'm at Francesca Amber and at Law of Attraction Changed My Life. You will see that I moved into my dream home last Friday. So a week ago today, I moved into my dream house and it still doesn't feel real. That in itself is a whole fucking trip, to be honest. Like I've been doing a lot of self-development work with the book club, like that ain't no secret. And a lot of the stuff that we've been doing is about really sort of letting go and allowing and not forcing things. And I really just let go and trusted that my perfect house would come to me. And I ended up pulling out of a new build that I'd like reserved and put money down and all this kind of stuff. My house sale fell through three times. And in the end, I was really just sort of like, not resigned, that's the wrong word. I was really just like, I truly didn't give a shit. And I'd often say this before I moved. I was like, I really don't care whether I get this house or not. I know that my life will be incredible with or without it. I know that if I end up staying in this current house, as much as we're cramped in, I know that my life will still be good. And I was really detached from the outcome. And I didn't, this is going to sound really odd, but I didn't really put that much effort into buying this house my dream fucking house by myself. I didn't put that much effort in. Um, I didn't push anything. I didn't force anything. I really let everything just come to me. And so much so <laughs> that I was kind of expecting someone to turn around at any point and be like, Fran, you, you don't have the money for this. You don't have, what the fuck are you doing, man? But no one did. And then boom, on Friday, I moved in and the money all went through. And I was like, well, I guess it's mine now. Um, so it's very, very, like still very surreal to me. But anyway, I'm very aware that when I moved into my previous house, that's the first time that I really did proper moving in rituals and things to do with the law of attraction and, and from all kinds of um, like customs and religions and stuff. And I have to say, my last house, I consider one of the luckiest houses I've ever lived in in my goddamn life. And so I was very keen to repeat that stuff. And you guys were very keen to learn about the whole thing. So I'm, this may jump all over the place because I've got so much to tell you. But bear with, this is basically the story of moving house. So first thing I want to say is remember to trust your instincts. Um, I had a man come round and quote for removal and he was the most patronising little twat I've ever met in my life. He was so rude to me. He said several things that I found incredibly insulting and yet I was kind of panicking because I had such a short time frame to move house and I took him on. And of course, what happened, the move was the most stressful, chaotic fucking thing I've ever experienced in my life. And if I just trusted my initial instinct of, I don't vibe with this person, their vibration is not a good match with mine, we were sort of butting heads on things, um, then, you know none of that would have happened. But anyway, I ignored my instincts because I was panicking and I went with this removal company. They brought a van that was three times too small. So they had to do three loads to take my stuff. Um, I, I, I've incurred charges from the new owners of my old house because they fucked them up so much. Like we almost had a fucking fight on the phone. It was pretty, pretty bad. So just a reminder to you guys to when you meet people, if it is someone that is going to come and do work in your home, if it is someone to do a house removal for you, whatever it is, always trust your instincts. And if you get a bad vibe, like 
run in the other fucking direction because I ignored mine. So I was already in quite a negative space about moving. And I realized that that is because I am hugely, hugely affected by my environment. And I know that there will be some people that are absolutely not and they can sofa surf and they can stay in people's places and they truly are fine. I am not that bitch. I am very, very affected by my environment, not only aesthetically, like I do love everything in my house to be neutral, cream, warm, inviting, like no colour. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. What does that mean about me? I don't know. Who do I think I am? Kelly Hoppen. But I just really am affected by how things look in my home. But I'm not only that, how things work. I like to be very, very familiar with how things work. I don't like changing technology or something. So the idea of having to work like a new oven or a new um, heating system or whatever, I find that very, very stressful. And also that everything in your life has a place. So I am a big fan of like minimalism, decluttering, having things organized because look, I don't know if I've got undiagnosed ADHD, but I cannot fucking function when there's mess or disorganization or I don't know where the fuck things are. So I was already in a real sort of like fight or flight state because my entire home was being bagged up, not organized, and it was stressing me the fuck out. So I was in a really sort of negative mind space and so of course loads of things went wrong on the moving day loads of things went wrong as I moved into my new house I already have a little bit of like resentment and fear around the new house which I have to clear in my ceremony because I'm fearful of new things I'm fearful of new boiler systems I don't know how they work I'm fearful of being fucking gold And on top of that, there are things that aesthetically I do not like, you know, all of the walls are really dirty because obviously people lived there before. They've lived there for a long time. When you move furniture, it does, you know, there are marks on the walls and stuff. Also, I fucking hate the green hallway. Like I just, there's things about the house that I'm like, oh God, it literally gives me anxiety looking at them, which is not good. So I was in a very sort of frantic anxious negative mind space for I would say a period of about a week which has not been good for me it's given me physical um physical symptoms like my my Crohn's has been really bad I've had to take my medication every single day which I don't normally do because it's really flared up and that's just me being stressed and on like high alert So anyway, before we talk about moving into the new house, I want to tell you about the rituals with my old home. And this is really important to always give gratitude to what you already have before you move on to something new. This is truly, truly the key to achieving what you want in any area of your life. And it doesn't matter how shitty what you already have is. It is so imperative that you find things to be grateful for before you get to move on to something new. Now, this doesn't just work for homes. This could work for a relationship. If you were really aware that a relationship is not right for you and you really wanted to be single or to to maybe you are single and you want to find somebody new, 
it's really important that you go back and you think of all of the positive things about your ex-partners and think, actually, those things were great, you know. He was really good with like handyman stuff like DIY or he did cook meals for the family or, you know, he always took me to nice places or made me feel safe or whatever it might be. Yes, they'll have negatives as well, but it's important to recognize the positives. And I feel like I feel like I've always done that with my homes. And maybe that's the reason that I do seem to transcend like the property ladder very, very quickly is like, I've always been so thankful. So like my first flat in London, well, my only flat in London, I, even after years of living there, I would wake up in the morning and I'd think, I genuinely can't believe I'm here. Like, I can't believe I own a little piece of London. I'd do it in the mornings and I'd also feel it if I'd gone for a night out and I was a bit drunk and I'd come home. I'd get in through my front door and I'd think, fuck me. I can't believe like I was in Soho 10 minutes ago and now I'm in my flat and like I own this. I just, I could not believe it. And I'm talking 10 years later, I would still think that. When I first bought my house here in like the country, when I moved out of London, I just could not believe the fact that Bohemia had her own bedroom. I purposely gave her the biggest bedroom because the bedrooms were quite small in that house. And I think a kid with lots of toys and stuff, you know, she needed more space than I did. You know, my bedroom was just a bed and that was it. Um, So I gave her the biggest bedroom. I made sure that I had it all plastered and decorated and she had new carpet. The rest of the house was an absolute shit show, but I made sure that that room really looked incredible And I would sit in there and I would think, I can't believe I've managed to buy my daughter her own bedroom. And, you know, I'm freshly divorced. I never thought I'd be able to do this. Um, And I remember when I like first bought that house, my ex said to me, like, we're walking through the village one day. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm telling you, like, one day I'm going to buy it an amazing house in this village and then I pointed to this house that was like a converted bungalow I do love bungalow to house conversions I do love them and I was like oh my god like I could buy that one day I'm telling you give me a couple of years and I'll do it and he was like you need to calm down there's no way you're going to do that like you only just bought this house like just calm down and now I wouldn't even piss on that house like what well, <laughs> that's a bit aggressive actually like <laughs> I wouldn't piss on that house they'd be very rude but like what I'm trying to say is like, I've fucking transcended that bitch. I've transcended it. But I think the key here is no matter where I've lived, whether it's been a little like one bedroom flat above a pub or whether it's been the cheapest house in the village that I could afford, I've always felt incredibly lucky and incredibly appreciative for what I've had. And so I knew that I had to really carry on that theme with the house that I'm leaving now. So I still cared for this home before I left. I still made sure I had my cleaner. I had the window cleaner. I had a skip to clear out any rubbish. I didn't want to leave it dirty or messy or anything because I really wanted to honour that house for what it had been to me. And this is where... (laughs) I wrote a letter to my house. Yes, I wrote a love letter to my house. Now, if you are a book club bitch, you will not be surprised by this because we did an incredible book in 2022 um, called Happy Home by Patricia Lohan. If you are into feng shui or like blessing your home or anything, I would highly recommend you read this book. It's incredible. Um, And as part of that process, we learned that. So I think it's Shinto beliefs. It's either Chinese or Japanese, and I'm so sorry that I don't remember now. Um, But Shinto is basically what Marie Kondo believes in, which is that 
items and homes and everything has a physical vibration, has an energy and pretty much has like a soul. So like your house has a soul and a personality. And we will all know that when we've walked into a house, when we're viewing homes or whatever, you'll say, oh, I get a good feeling here or or, I get a bad vibe. I just got a bad feeling. And so we all kind of accept that. And yet when you say, oh, I think my home actually has a soul. I think it's a, a living entity. People will call you fucking crazy as people have called me crazy in the last week. But you know what? I don't give a shit. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. So I wrote a letter to my house, and I was going to take a picture of it so I could read it to you, but it was very, very personal. And also I've thrown it up in the loft now and I can't get it back and I didn't take a picture of it. So it basically was just a two-sided letter that started off by acknowledging the fact that I always called that house Stepping Stone House. And that was actually quite a passive aggressive name. It was like I wanted everyone, including myself, to know, like, this ain't my final destination, bitch. Like, this is not my my end goal. Like, this is just a stepping stone. And so I apologised to the house for calling it Stepping Stone House, because that was actually quite offensive, I think. Um, And I just really thanked it for keeping us safe in the pandemic. I had no idea that when I bought that house, a few short weeks later, it would become essentially my prison. (laughs) My prison or my sanctuary, depends on how you look at it, um, for almost two years. And I had a much closer relationship to that house than I ever would have wished to because, of course, our homes became our everything because we couldn't fucking go anywhere. And so I acknowledged all of that sort of trauma and all of that stuff that happened and just thanked it for keeping me and my children safe during the pandemic. I also thanked it for enabling me to grow my family because, you know, while I lived in a one bedroom flat in London, there was absolutely no way that I could have ever even thought about having another baby because there would have not actually been any space for it. So I thanked it for enabling me to add the beautiful Reva and Devoe to my family. Um, I also thanked it for being stress-free so I could focus on growing. And this might be something that you can resonate with your house. If your house is perhaps ugly or it's not as big as you want it to be or whatever, but it doesn't cause you any stress as such, i.e. leaking roof, your kitchen constantly flooding, having a fly problem in your bedroom, having, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like loads of things here. You need to really be grateful to your house for that because I'm very, very aware that if my house had not been as supportive and uh, what's the opposite of stress, like, like just fucking calm, 
I would not have had the energy and the time and the space to grow my podcast, to enjoy my family, to focus on my goals. If the backdrop to my life had been stressful, there are some people that they say, oh, my house is a money pit. Oh, it's gone wrong again. Oh, the whatever's not working again. Or there's fucking subsidence. The wall's falling down. I've got to have it underpinned. Um, we've got a wood, what's the thing? The woodworm thing where it like basically rots your house from the inside out. There's people that the majority of their time, space and energy is taken up by their home not being supportive for their lives. So I was incredibly thankful to my home for just being a solid little fucking character that was just doing its best and just letting me live my life. So I thanked it for supporting me and not hindering me. And I'll be honest, by the end of this letter, I was very, very emotional, <laughs> emotional now I was talking about it because it's true, without this lovely little house that I worked so hard for, I would not have been able to achieve so many of the things that I wanted to achieve. You try looking after your children in a house where the heating continually fails to work or you have a leaking roof and you're getting all your carpets wet or I've been following someone on Instagram who has a mould problem and she's had to move all of her children out of the home and like move to basically a fucking hotel because she's got a black mould problem and it's so dangerous. And so I was just super thankful that the house was supportive of me living my dreams and didn't hold me back in any way. So I was talking to my sister on WhatsApp and she was saying, you know, maybe you're able to leave all of the trauma of 2020, 2021, which I would say has been the most incredible but also the most stressful time of my life like leave it behind like when you move house when you close that door you get to leave that behind and I was just feeling incredibly emotional and Bo had gone off to school me and the girls were sitting in the dressing room for the last time and it was kind of like the last half an hour before all of the chaos started so the girls would get picked up by my dad the removal men were going to arrive and things were going to start moving it was kind of the last moment's with the house, just us, like by ourselves. And I'd put the letter to the house up in the corner, like on the top shelf of my dressing room, because I was like, right, I must remember to throw that up in the loft before I go. And I was sitting there thinking about all this stuff, feeling very emotional, feeling very just nostalgic. This is going to be my last time in my little house where so much of my life has changed. And I tell you what, I said this on my Instagram stories, and I was really scared that you guys were going to think I was crazy. But my house spoke to me. My house fucking spoke to me. So as I sat there thinking about all this stuff, feeling very emotional, the lights all went off and on again. They just flicked off for like, I'd say a second, two seconds. Now, I have lived in that house for three years. I've never had a power cut. I've never had the lights flicker. I've never had the lights go off by themselves. I am telling you, I have never, ever had this ever before. And I sat there and I was like, is this house speaking to me? That was my first instinct was, I think the house just spoke to me. And as I thought that in my head, they went off and on again. They did it twice. And I was like, well, fuck me. Little stepping stone house is talking to me. Am I crazy? Am I crazy for thinking that? I don't think I am. And then about half an hour later, I went into the bathroom and I turned the cold tap on and hot water came out. Like not scalding hot just not not lukewarm, hot, hot water came out the cold tap. And that has, again, never happened before. 
And I truly call me fucking crazy or you like. If you did the book, The Happy Home, you will know what I'm talking about. I genuinely believe that was my home saying goodbye to me. And thank you for replacing all of its windows and doors and extending it and making it beautiful and giving it new fences and just basically breathing new life into it. And I, I received it. I received it and I felt it. And it was one of the most incredible moments of my life. <laughs> I don't even sit there thinking, Fran, your light's fucking flickered on and off. Like, let's not go too deep. But I genuinely do feel like it was a fucking moment. I feel like it was a moment. So anyway, I threw the letter up in the loft and I threw it as far as I could so that hopefully the new owners will never find it and it will stay there as long as that house is... um well, unless it gets a loft extension. Imagine in like a couple of years time, if someone does a loft extension, they'll be like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, so that is enough with the old house. Now moving on to what you should do when you move into a new house and how to like bless your new home. So the first thing I did, and I did prioritise this, is on the way to the new house, we stopped at the co-op and I bought bread and salt because I'd already packed my salt. So I had to buy some new. So I bought my favourite Tigerlo from the co-op. I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode about how that makes me feel very uh, homely, very wealthy. Like, this bread is so fucking lovely. I know it's going to sound crazy, but if you're part of the book club, you'll know what I'm talking about. This Tigerlo from the co-op, it just is very luxurious. So I bought one of those and I bought proper sea salt flakes because in a lot of countries and a lot of cultures, salt and bread being the first things to cross over the threshold of a new home represent abundance and prosperity and that there will always be an abundance of food. There will always be an abundance of wealth. I also, this was not really founded on anything, but I thought it had the same kind of vibe. I bought a six pack of my favourite red apples because I thought that a bunch of apples represented health and that I wanted this home to be a really healthy home with good nutrition and good food. So the first night that I was there, I'm going to be honest, I didn't get to do a lot of the rituals and stuff that I wanted to do actually on the moving in day because it was the most hectic day of my goddamn life. But what I did do was I kept out of my packing a pink candle so with a pink candle, the colour is very symbolic. You light it and you put it in the centre of your home and you let that shit burn for at least two hours. Now, if you have ever burnt a scented candle for any length of time, you'll know that that scent travels really, really far. I mean, this was a Bath and Body Works one as well. So that shit throws like for miles, like I could smell it all around the house. And it's a great... um I was going to say a visual, but it's the opposite of a visual. When you have a scented candle, you can see how far the, I feel like the fumes is the wrong word, but like the scent and the, the aura of that candle can actually reach your entire home. It can actually go throughout, if you know what I'm trying to say to you. If it wasn't scented, you wouldn't really be aware of that. But when it's scented, you can smell it in every room and then you're like, okay, it's reaching everywhere. You place that in the centre of your home, you let it burn for at least two hours. I had to wait until the girls were in bed because the centre of my home is the hallway and it just had to be on the floor basically. So I had to wait until they were in bed and then I let that shit burn pretty much all evening until I went to bed. And so far ceremonially that's the only things that I've done because shit has been wild now this house moving into it 
I've had so many things go wrong. Like the boiler isn't working properly. There's certain rooms that won't heat up at all, which when you move in in minus two degrees, that's quite stressful when you've got three young children. I've had some issues with like some of the toilets, like one of the toilets smells like somebody died. Um, I had a flooded drain outside my kitchen. There's things that have just been going kind of wrong. And one of you lovely guys messaged me, you DM'd me on Instagram and said, it was, oh, do you know what? I feel like, hang on, let me try and get it up. Hold on a second. Okay, I'm actually low-key amazed that I found that. But, um, okay, so Kayla messaged me saying, my husband and I had to get to know our dream house too. It really is our dream house, but we had so many problems after we moved in. I know the house had not been loved properly, so we saged and Palo Santo, I can never pronounce that, Palo Santoed, and continued to tell the house how much we love it and all of the amazing things that it's provided for our family. And it is finally listening after four months. It trusts us now. Trust is mutual and a house have feelings and we should never have expected it to trust us right away. We had to earn its trust and I think we are finally in a good spot together now. And I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Moving into this house was quite frankly terrifying for me. Like, like I said earlier, I hate like learning new things. Like I hate being in new environments where I don't know where things work. So I had a lot of fear around it, but I also had a lot of fear around the fact that I'd done a lot of work on my old house and I considered it incredibly, incredibly lucky. So many good things had happened to me there. And I was really having like an underlying fear that I was going to leave my lucky house behind and all of my good fortune would reverse. But it's so important that you never give your power away to anything, including a house, a house, a partner, a job. If you say that something outside of you is creating your good fortune or something outside of you is lucky, you're always going to be terrified of it leaving, like i.e. moving house or moving on from a partner or moving jobs. I had to remind myself that I made that house lucky. Like I created my destiny there. And yes, I did things with the house. I put crystals in certain places. I feng shui'd it. I gave it a lot of love that made it a supportive environment to be in. But it was me that created that. And so I had to give myself a little slap around the face and remind myself that I will make this home just as lucky as my last one. And I will make it feel just as loved. So I really acknowledged that I had been really living in a low vibrational state for the last week. And that I really was having like a lot of fear around things not working. And of course, things were responding to me by not working. And so it was really about just having a little mindset shift there. So today, this Friday, the girls are going to be going to their dads and it's going to be the first time that I am actually spending time in the house on my own, including sleeping there on my own. Pray for me. Um, And that is when I am going to actually perform my house blessing ceremony. And for me, it's actually quite important that I do do this on my own. If you've got young children, you shouldn't really smudge with white sages and stuff around them because it can get quite smoky. Um, And I've thought about doing it with other people there, but really it's my home. It's my house. And so I'm going to do it by myself. Um, I have some white sage, although I do hate burning it because I think it smells like weed. I really don't love the smell of it, but I've got white sage and I've also got Palo Santo, which the lovely Canny Crystals sent me with my crystal advent calendar. So thank you for that. And I've got my Tibetan singing bowl. So these are the three things I'm going to be using. Now, you start at your front door 
and you go clockwise around each um, room. So you start off with the door and you actually go clockwise around the outside of the door. And the important thing to do when you are saging or smudging or whatever is you put the intention behind it. So as you're doing it, you're saying, no evil can enter this house. No one can harm me in this house. Like this entrance is protected. And as you go around each room, you speak out loud about what you love about that room and what your hopes are for that space. So for example, as I go into the first room of my house, it will be my hallway. I'll say, I'm so thankful for this beautiful space to welcome friends and family into my home. I welcome life and and people and chaos even. Like I welcome all of that into my home. I want my home to be a space where people feel comfortable, where they feel like they can just come in. As I go into my kitchen, my intention for that room will be to provide nutritious, healthy meals for me and my family, for it to be a space that's really easy to use, to be able to be healthy and live our best fucking lives and also to have quality time and parties and spending time with family. As I go into the sitting room, I'll say, you know, I love this fucking bay window. I love these French windows that look out onto the fields. Thank you for this room. I want this to be really cosy in the evenings and for it to be a space where I can really relax like a sanctuary where I can just go and watch Netflix and live my best life. As I go into my baby's room, I'll thank the room for keeping my babies warm and safe and for it being a place where they feel like they can truly just have all their stuff and it's their own little space. You know, it's not Bo's, it's not um, mine, it's nobody's, it's their space. And the same for Bo, you know, I want her to feel like her room is her little sanctuary where she can have exactly what she wants. I mean, it doesn't help that she wants bunk beds and that she wants, oh my God, honestly, some of the wallpapers she's picked out. I'm like, really? You really want that? Okay, cool. Um, She wants Minecraft please help me please help me um in the office you know that's a really symbolic room that's really really important I will go through that room and thank it for supporting me and helping to get amazing work done I look out at the views and say oh thank you for these incredible views I found them really inspiring thank you for helping me to achieve my goals and thank you for helping me to become a best-selling author um Something I will say about that, though, is I have put my stuff in an office room, but I am going to properly feng shui the house. And if I need to move that because the corner that it's in is not conducive to like working, then I will do that. You know, the garden, you can walk through it and say, I wouldn't sage outside, to be honest, but you can walk into the garden and say, I'm so thankful that I've got like this really vitally important, like it's so important for children to get outside. I'm really thankful for all of the barbecues and birthday parties I'm going to hold here. And you can set your intentions for that space as well and say, you know, I can't wait to walk out here and see my swimming pool here in two years time or whatever. And so it's a mixture each room as you go around clockwise with the sage up into the corners, down into the corners everywhere. You can um, do like a vibration, like a noise thing, (laughs) noise, fucking What am I trying to say? Like a sound, sounds, sounds are really important. So I've got a Tibetan singing bowl. I absolutely love that for clearing an energy, clearing a space. But if you don't have a Tibetan singing bowl, you can simply clap into the corners. Clapping into the corners really moves out stagnant energy. Um, But you can 
be appreciative for the things that are currently in the room, i.e. the views or the windows, or you might like the size of the room or an original feature, whatever it might be. You can set your intentions for what the room will be used for, but you can also visualize and tell the room what you want to see there in the future. I can't wait until there's a swimming pool here. I can't wait until this has been extended and there's a brand new kitchen. I can't wait until whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, that is what I'm going to be doing this weekend. And I'm so excited for it because I truly feel like that's going to be like my first proper communication with the house. But to go along with that, I am also going to write a letter to my new house. And yes, I'm going to throw it in my eaves because I haven't got a proper loft. I've got just eaves. So I'm going to write a letter um, and I'm going to tell it, you know, I'm going to make you the best you can be. I'm going to really take care of you. I'm going to have your windows cleaned. I'm going to repair things that are broken. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to make you like the best you can be, basically. I'm going to also appreciate you. And I thank you for keeping us and our stuff safe. So this is something that me and the girls have got into a little bit of a habit of um, is, you know, when we leave the house, we say, bye house. And when we come home, we say, hello house. And now when we wake up in the morning, we say, good morning house. So this kind of started because Laveau, <laughs> she's obsessed with the house. Every time we go outside and we see it from the outside, she says, it's my house, my house. And as we get in the car and drive away, she's like, bye, bye, house. Like she loves it. It's very strange, actually, but she does love it. Um, and so it's really helpful sometimes when you have children to make these things a real sort of habit because they love repetition. And it's just a reminder every time you drive away, like, bye house, thank you for keeping our stuff safe while we're gone. And when you come home, hello house, thank you for like inviting us in and keeping us warm and dry and letting us like watch TV or whatever, you know, make a meal, whatever we want to do with our evening. And so it's just getting into regular... <laughs> I don't know if this is taking it too far, but yeah, just getting into regular conversation with your house. You know, you wake up in the morning. Thank you, house, for keeping me warm and safe another night. Thank you for the day ahead. It's just expressing gratitude. And whether you express it to a house or your body or whatever it is, it is always going to be beneficial to you. I do wonder, should I give my house a name? A few people have DM'd me saying that I should give my house a name, like, don't know what though like what what should I call it any ideas let me know so I'm going to be doing that ceremony this weekend and you don't have to have just moved into your home to do this you can do this at any point when we read the book the happy home I did a lot of this stuff after I had lived in the house a good sort of year and a half two years and you can do it at any point it really doesn't matter but after I've done this at a slightly later date because honestly I'm just trying to survive at the moment I'm just trying to get shit like organized and live my life but I will feng shui and place crystals around the house according to um, where they would be best suited the bagwas all that kind of shit so again I feel like this is one long advert for that book the happy home I've also done it in the book club so if you want to join the book club and do it along with us um, I think there's about 12 episodes on happy home and it was honestly one of my favorite months ever um, it was a lot of practical stuff so we did a lot of practical things like decluttering and placing crystals in certain areas of our home and mapping out our bagua all you need is a floor plan of your house which you can often get from 
the estate agents when you bought it um, or you can map it out yourself you can just do it yourself on a piece of paper it doesn't have to be exactly to scale and then you get up the compass on your iPhone you stand outside your house you work out what direction your house is facing accurately um, and from there you can actually work out the nine baguas of your house now when I did this with my old home it was insane because the only area physically missing from my house like it literally was an area that was not built my house was a perfect rectangle except for this one little corner because I had like a little bay window was my love and relationships corner and if you looked at my life everything in my life was abundant except for you've guessed it, love and relationships. So it was absolutely eye-opening to do this book. And I understand the importance, and I do put the importance upon Feng Shui in this shit and really making sure that it is, um, that I understand where all the different corners are and that I can treat those areas accordingly. That's what I was saying earlier about, you know, the office is if I do have to move it to a different room, like I'm obviously not going to rearrange my entire fucking house, but if I can make small changes, I will. And the same with the crystals, you better believe I'm going to be on the phone to my boy, Canny Crystals, and I'm just going to be like, look, please tell me what areas should I be putting things in? Help me to like enhance the energy of this house as much as we can. So as well as doing that, I will be doing things like ceremonially cleaning my front door and my porch and like the entrance to my home. So this is very, very important to do. I have not done it because I've been surviving and it's also been minus two. So I own about that life right now. But as soon as all of this frost thaws, I will be doing that and I'll be doing it you know what's so important? With intention. Doing all of these things with intention is absolutely imperative. Getting the windows cleaned is going to be done with intention. Every time my cleaner comes, it's going to be with intention. Every time I use something new in the house, it's with intention. Telling the house that I love it, I'm thankful for it, and that it is going to be my dream home for me and my family, the backdrop to our lives. And yeah, that's it guys. I'm so, so excited. I'm so fucking excited. Um, I really didn't allow myself to believe that this was going to happen. Like, like I say, I was just so fucking detached from the outcome. I just kept thinking that someone was just going to say, oh, actually, nah, you haven't got the money or you haven't got whatever. And it's, and it's happened. We're in. And I, it's like a slow dawning on me of like, I look around and I'm like, wow, this is actually my house now. And what I love about it is it does have so much potential. It's not a new build that's just all done. And basically the best it's ever going to look is on day one. Like I have so much to do there and I have so much potential and scope for like growth and to make it so much better. And I'm just excited for that. And I'm excited to start our lives there. So come and follow me on Instagram if you want to see what I'm talking about. I'm going to be doing a lot of, um, like before and afters of like the redecoration and sort of all of it because I know you guys really enjoy that I enjoy it as well I follow so many home accounts I love seeing like renovations and stuff Um, I'm at Francesca Amber or at Law of Attraction changed my life and just remember that your home is the backdrop to your life and whether you are someone that is very affected by your environment or maybe not so much it's important to recognize that we are we are all affected by our environment and you only need to take certain aspects of your home life away to realize how quickly your life can fall apart anyone who has had building work done and you can't use your toilet or a shower for a couple of days or you know you don't have a bedroom for a few days you'll know how quickly you feel so like fucking discombobulated populated and like your life is falling apart and if you look at people that are at threat of homelessness um, you will see that 
as soon as your home is under threat, your life will quickly fall apart. If you don't have somewhere to clean your clothes, if you don't have somewhere to wash, if you don't have somewhere to store your things, if you don't have an address to register things to, your life will quickly descend into chaos. And it's really hard to recover from that. So if you are listening to this today and you have a home, whether it is a room in a shared house, whether it is at your parents' house, wherever it is, even if it's in a hostel, whatever it is, be thankful for what you have now and you will always receive more. This month I have donated £200 in the name of this podcast to Social Bite, which is, they're working with Harvester, I think, and a couple of other restaurants where you can add um, onto your bill, when you pay your bill, you can add on Christmas dinners for people who are suffering homelessness. And so, yeah, I thought that was a really appropriate charity to support this month since I'm feeling so thankful for my own home. All right, bitches, I will see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30 day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.